You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage, Gabriel Morenzi, sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. March of Madness oh, continues. Oh, it's madness. Sister Jean continues divine, to roll her di- way through. <laughs> divine intervention. The divine. bracket. <laughs> hey, you said it. You told. You said yes, hey, Nevada kids. Go up to Sister Jean and give her a cross. I'm an idiot for betting against Sister Jean. I'm 0-3 now. It's three games. I'm, I'm really starting, you know, it's funny, too. Everyone's like, oh, that's what's great about March Madness and Loyola Chicago. I hate Loyola Chicago. I want to punch these kids in the face. Yep. And uh, I want to see, like, a big school just beat them up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not down with Cinderella's, man. All right? I'm not down with Cinderella the band. I'm not down with Cinderella the fairy tale. And I'm not down with these Cinderella stupid stories, all right? I like Cinderella stories, They're not, win- they're not winning anyways. <laughs> Actually, I do have good news, though. They're not winning anyway. Michigan's path looks a, a hell of a lot better, and they were the only favorite who got it done last well, night. Oh, yeah, they, they look good. I'm not Real one of good. these people that thinks anything looks better. You play who you play. Yeah, well, I, I like the. I think they can like get it Like that whole logic, people, oh, it's better to play Florida State than Gonzaga. I don't yeah. know. Florida State Gonzaga on- evidently aren't that good. No, they're not. So maybe we would have <laughs> rather played Gonzaga. Hey, Florida State's Florida on the heater right now, but so is Michigan. Thing. That's the thing about this tournament, Cam. The fact of the matter really is who's hot. Yeah, let me let me ask you right now. All right, so we're down to uh, we're down to twelve teams. Yeah. Do you think that Loyola, Chicago, Kansas State, and Florida State are twelve top twelve teams in the country? God, no, no, they're not. But here they are yeah. in the tournament. You could say talent-wise, I could say Kansas State and, and, and Florida State, you can make a case for not not top 12, but top, you know, but you know what? top 25. They were a top 25 team. Mm, they had a good bottom, year. Bottom end. Yeah, but no, yeah. They're better than I give them credit for. The thing is, they're not that good. It's just they don't really make mistakes. Yeah, well, that's you know, that's a, so, and that's a good thing. What did the, what did the good teams last so these night These other do? teams just beat themselves around yes, you. they it's do. Like, you know who they are? They're like the Kansas City Chiefs of basketball. It's pissing me off. <laughs> and, you know, Sister Jean, she's really stealing these kids' spotlight. Yeah, it's it's the kids winning the games, even though God's helping. Yeah. God, I tell you, hey, did you know that Sister Jean didn't even take them in her bracket? <laughs> so, no, she didn't. She she bet against the hometown team. Yeah. Uh, what, what, first, no, tell me the first game she took them. She took them. She had yeah. them uh, getting knocked out in the Sweet Sixteen last night. Oh, okay. Hey, at least she took them the first two games. Now she's saying, "Oh no, I have another bracket yeah. where I have them winning it all." <laughs> They're probably going to beat God's Kansas bracket. State at this point. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm zero three with these guys. So uh, I can't. You know, what do I, don't I, know, I do? I don't know if you get on the train. It's gonna be, you're, you're, you're three stops late at the station. But I'm going to tell you one thing: Kansas State getting in foul trouble. They had five guys. Who does the league want? Who does the NCAA want? You want Bruce Weber or Sister Jean? Oh, Sister Jean for sure. She's a nice story. She's a great story. So are the so is Kansas State Wildcats though. Like, look what they who, did. Who? What? Who's on the Kansas? Who? Oh yeah, Kansas State Wildcats. That's a good story. Beating Kentucky. 
It's a huge story. And Calipari at the end of how that many, game, what are we doing? Many, like, what many, are these guys doing? How many times were they going to say the kid's name last night? Dean Wade. <laughs> Dean Wade. It's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, His name's yeah, Dean, Dean Wade. Wade. All right? Dean Wade. Oh, Dean Wade. Oh, Dean Wade. Give him 12 minutes. Dean Wade. There's Dean Wade's mother. I don't give a crap about Dean Wade's mother, all right? All this syrupy crap, March Madness garbage. Ooh, there's Dean. Oh, Chris Webber's waxing poetic. Chris Chris Webber's going on last night. Everyone dislikes Chris Webber's analysis. I think he does a great job uh, for the NBA. But uh, he doesn't do college during the regular season, so he's doing college. And he's talking about it like he's, uh, I swear to God, you think he's Peter Penn. He's like, it's such a thrill to be in a tournament and, you know, playing in front of your mother, and I'm just getting goosebumps right now. It's like, number one, dude, you hate the NCAA. You used to bitch all the time. You didn't make any money off of the jerseys. Number two, you got banned from Michigan's campus. Number three, you don't even show up to our damn reunion, man, of our Final Four Fab Five run. Well, we made the Final Four. And now he's sitting there like he's Johnny College Basketball, like he loves the sport. He loves everybody involved. It's like, dude, just save it, bro. You know, go do a Sacramento King and Atlanta Hawk game. Speaking of which, man, thanks for nothing, Atlanta, last night. (laughs) (laughs) Betting on the Atlanta Hawks in the middle of March Madness. Yeah, that's a great, great move, man. What about those Hornets? Ooh, that was stupid. That meant, dude, the NBA. It's a, well, what do they have, 70? I'm like, what, 140, 70? I saw the yeah, score. Kemba Walker, what do you have at the half? 30 had, points? 35? Yeah, 35 at the half. I'm like, well, okay. Sounds pretty It seems good. to be the theme of the week. Talk about this with Sincata. Every night, one of these Hornet guys just goes, goes bananas. Off. You just got to pick the right guy, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, yet the Hornets still suck. Yeah, they're not that good, but dude, yeah, at one point it was a weird night in general. Last I think it night. was like one twelve to fifty seven at one point. <laughs> dude, it was Dog City in the in the NCAA. The dogs went three yeah, and one, yeah, and hockey four four dogs are like plus two fifty or better. One, it was it was nuts. It was one forty to seventy nine the final. Yeah, one forty seventy nine. Good effort there. They lost by sixty one points. <laughs> I know. That's hard to do. It's hard to do. They only missed the cover by 53 points. <laughs> Come on, Memphis. They, they were plus eight. <laughs> Imagine like, you man, just call it into your book. Ah, yeah, sucks, get, get, give me Memphis plus eight. Well, it sucks because my new book, actually, I had the Memphis Grizzlies on a 52-point uh, teaser. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> With the five-and-a-half rocks. Can I get a, yeah, a 50-point? <laughs> like, you were plus eight last night. So even if they did, imagine you stumbled across a book. It's like, yeah, you're desperate. There's no way out. You're like, man, they got 50-point teasers. I'm just taking all the dogs plus 50. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. It's like minus, you know, it's like minus 600 teaser. You've got to take 12 of them. You're like, yeah, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. And basically, yeah. I just tell Camp, listen, Camp, as long as somebody doesn't lose by 61 points tonight in the NBA, we win this teaser. Wow. Wow, they lost 140 to 79. You, I guarantee you, there was some dude like that thought, you know what? I'll take the Grizzlies on a teaser at plus thirteen. Oh yeah, no, or yeah, <laughs> they might even do a super one at plus eighteen. You might, you might get the extra one with the ten points. But, you and uh, I have done it. Yeah, I remember two years ago the Rams sucked, man, and you and I both lost on the same teaser without even talking. To oh each yeah, we other. we we, te- I, we texted it each like other. The Atlanta Falcons versus the Falcons Rams, were yeah. red hot. The yeah. Rams two years ago, Falcons went to the Super Bowl. It was late in the year. The crazy thing is, I bet on the Falcons all the time. And, yeah, the Falcons, 
the Falcons were seven and a half point road favorites in Los Angeles, and we did the sixteen pointer to make them twenty. That was plus a thir- 20, thirteen was it, point. Was teaser. it thirteen? I thought it was sixteen, but anyway, so plus had, twenty and a half. I had the Rams plus twenty and a half at home, and they lost thirty-five seven. Thing is, it was like twenty-one nothing, like six minutes into the game. Yeah. They scored. Uh, Atlanta scored. Rams got the ball. They fumbled it. They scored again. They fumbled. They scored. It was twenty-one. It was only like four minutes. Game, I thought to myself, "I'm like, what the hell did I do?" I was like, "Man, I could have had the Falcons at plus six. Uh, I was uh, like, yeah, no. what the hell? That's is the it? problem with those damn teasers. Because yeah, you want to just add it to the dog, right? Yeah, You're like, wow, you, you know, I'll just make it up to twenty and a half points for man. sure. It looks so as long good. as they don't lose by three touchdowns on their home field. Looks amazing on paper, which happens. Yeah. You know what else looks good on paper, Cam? What, Gabe? Ink. You know what happen is, happens to ink? It fades. It dies. Wow, this is morbid. <laughs> I really want to cheer you up. Paper you, means buddy. nothing. I like paper. It's like saying, oh, on paper, they look like a good team. I like yeah. paper. They they appreciate paper when you buy things these yeah. days. Everyone's on, everyone's on credit. Cash wins. Paper wins. It's going to be a cashless society very soon. Yeah, I don't like it. I like cash. Oh, screw off. I don't like this either. Freaking Morocco just scored against Serbia. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I don't know why I do this. I don't either. Song. Like, I don't know either, man. So for the record, I'm, I'm, are we on Colombia or France? Like in game? I didn't, I didn't let's touch just this. Well, I didn't touch this well, let's do something. Let's get on it together. And it's maybe... funny. Yeah, the one game I have on TV, I don't have. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll take a look at this. Yeah, we will. Okay, I want said, some live. Well, bucks. there's a lot of people betting on this yes, game. Of course there is. It's, it's not like soccer is not a popular sport or anything. Right? It's only like billions of people. Dude, these are powers too. Like this isn't some right. teams playing here. So I've got a three-team teaser. Teaser. I've got a three-team parlay. <laughs> there should be soccer teasers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, plus three and a half goals. Oh, that's a lot of goals, though. Just like the Rocks, I'm going to have to step in. Two we, and a half. We really, oh, that's what I like to see. Check mark, check, check mark, check mark. Check mark. Yes. There you Tunisia go. and Iran stays <laughs> under one and a half. <laughs> that's right. I just bet on Tunisia and uh, Iran. doesn't matter what you bet on. Just more checks. Every second fan in the in the stadium was a, a CIA agent. <laughs> Tunisia and Iran, that game was under heavy surveillance. Check mark, winner. All right, so I win that. All right, that's a nice couple of plays. But now I'm sweating out uh, Costa Rica and Scotland. Ooh, that's a... I'm part Scottish. I, I'll tell you, though. And, Costa, uh, I've been to Costa Rica. Tough, tough game. Very tough. Costa Rica's up 1-0. Yeah. Scots in win. Scotland. Yeah, I, I, yes. Pretty disappointing, <laughs> Scotland. Yeah, Scotland's brutal. <laughs> I remember the one time. I, I remember, Gabe, when I was younger. I was like, doing what? stupid things like you, and the World Cup was on, and they played Turkey. And my Scottish buddy, we were drunk at the bar. He goes, this is a lock. I know the Turks are favored. He goes, Scot- yeah, yeah. Turkey's way better. I know they're. No, but we're getting a goal and a half. He's like, oh, the, Scotland's getting better. Everything's cool. Cue the tape. I remember we put in like a couple of dimes, and next thing you know, it's 3 nothing Turkey at the half. I'm like, you're an idiot, Forbes. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's really, like, he's born in Edinburgh, like groundskeeper Willie. I'll, I'll tell people out there, just, don't bet on, no, actually, don't bet on Scotland. They'll let you down. They're, they're, they're a team that doesn't come through a lot. I don't know if it was the 90 World Cup or the, I think it was 1994. Yeah, it was 1994, man. It was over the top. Scotland played England in the World Cup. Yep. 
in the World Cup. Like it was like it was like the first time. Scotland like doesn't qualify years. very often. Uh, it was know? nuts. And our boy Paul Gascoigne was on oh, the yeah. team. There. What a party animal! Yeah, he's got a puffier face than Sonny Vega, dude. He's got three nostrils. Uh, so yeah, but Gascoigne. I don't even know if Gascoigne's eight, still alive. Eight arms, three nostrils. I think Gascoigne. Six livers. I think he might have passed away. Uh, he, if he did, man, he went down swinging because that guy was the, a machine. The story on him—they did a documentary on that guy. It's nuts what he put into his body, and he still played soccer at a high level. Like, imagine he was actually healthy. That would have been nuts. I think he's still alive, actually. No, he's still alive. Yeah, I, know, I, I know. I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. Also known by his nickname, Gaza. Gaza. This guy could drink. Oh, Kenny. Uh, look at, is that what he looks like now? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah it's hard living. <laughs> hard living. That sucks. What was your Scotland-England story? Did you bet on England and make some money? or Because or <laughs> you don't want to bet on Scotland. No, that's it. I bought into the Scottish high no, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they'll let you down, Gabe. You know that. Don't bet on Scotland. Yeah, but so will England. Uh, actually, good point. England will let you down too, but not as much as Scotland will. Like you don't. Hey, need... France is up one nothing. That's what I wanted to take was France. Allez, <laughs> allez, le bleu. That's Columbia's a pretty good team too. That's what they're called. They les bleus. Les bleus. Yeah, le, the the, the blues. blues. The blue. The blue. I like Fran- France's France. uniforms really classy. Just the red, yeah, white, blue. Classic, it looks yeah. beautiful. Like you put that thing on, man. You're you're you already at, got the edge. Look at these Great guys style. and how they pass the ball around. Oh and yeah, stuff perfect. Run compared yeah. to like an MLS. Game. Oh, it's, it's I know. That's what we were talking MLS about. MLS is very. You'll notice it's sort of like uh, nobody ever has time with the ball. The ball sort of randomly is bouncing around everywhere. These guys, it's like a yo-yo. You'll notice it's like. They're in complete control. Even when they kick it away, yeah. they know exactly where it's going. From 60 feet on the third bounce, it'll hit your leg. When I'm watching an MLS game, it's like a pinball machine. It's just going ding, 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 ding. It's off the bumper. Like yeah. you said it. Like there's a couple guys with skills, but this is it's a whole different. This is artwork, and the MLS like is just MLS they fight the game, ball. And I like MLS no, soccer. No, it's still good. But I'm just stating this is how high level of yeah. this is. It's another level. The best, yeah, the best of the best of the best. Like we're watching. It's like comparing Pavarotti to uh, somebody in a karaoke bar. That's true. And uh, yeah, there's set pieces here. Like you saw that even even that. Uh, that chip Look, France, like beautiful stuff. France, to me, are the second team to beat in the World Cup. Like, I think they legitimately could win this World Cup. Where do you got Germany now? Do you Germany, yeah, my Ger- Germany, France. Germany's the the favorite al- alongside Brazil. But I'm telling you right now, Brazil's not winning. You know? No, oh, Brazil's not winning the World Cup. Dude, Latin countries never win in Europe. And last time I checked, Russia's still in Europe. As I told you, I, I made some uh, early bets. I've taken uh, Germany. Against, against the European Union's will. <laughs> I think Portugal at 20, 25 to 1. Yeah, don't be too influenced by Portuguese, Joe. Yeah, we put the money in. <laughs> it's a, I'm just saying it's a value. No, I agree. I, 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 I like think, Germany a lot, though. I, I agree. I, I think Portugal are being uh, way, way undervalued. What are they ranked in the world right now? Seven? I think they're, ah, world they're seven is, or eight. World rankings don't mean jack. I, I I still think they're they're an amazing team. They beat Spain in the in, in the world Euro. Like they're they're a good, good, solid team. Like they should said, be twenty five to one. They're a top yeah, they're so a seven or eight team. They're a top five to seven contender. Yeah, like definitely, definitely. And you're getting the thing is though, like Germany, people, four, what are they five to it's one? Like every other sport, Cam. Like the Belgians. You're not even a soccer expert, but you know. I never bet on Belgium. The, Bel- the Belgians are all hype. The Belgians yeah. are the fourth favorite to win this yeah, thing. What are they? Like, come on, twelve to one on Belgium pass. They're like the Belgium are like a. Uh, they're like Holland. Like half the guys on Belgium don't like each other. They blame each other all the time when mm-hmm. things don't go well. 
They are extremely talented. But they don't they won't show up. They're a poor man's France. And, you know, they don't like to hear that, but... They are. The fact is, though, I should say, there's not really anything poor in Belgium. Like, even the homeless people have more money than you and I do. Like, a welfare check in Belgium is probably, like, you know, 5000 a month. Nice. Yeah, they're doing pretty good over there. We should there. move to Belgium. Yeah, we should. <laughs> no, that's I'll why be a street buster in Belgium. Want, they don't want the immigrants rolling No, that, that's the thing. They, they have a closed-door policy in Belgium. Belgium, that's the thing. They're always hyped. They suck. They got one good player. They're never going to get it done. They're the fourth or fifth-ranked team all the time. Same, you said it, Netherlands. You focus. I don't like Brazil at all either. When you're breaking this stuff down, Germany is reliable. You know they're going to be there. They're going to get it done. They don't uh, They don't choke, Gabe. Betting on the Germans is one thing. You can go into war and go, you know what? I got a better than 50% chance to win with these guys. They always come through. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. Personal experience. I can't disagree. I know, because they're amazing. Steve Merrill's going to join us. We're going to talk some NASCAR. Do they have their snow tires? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Dear God, I think John Rom just cost me a thousand and forty-two dollar parlay. He, he might have because I told I didn't even want to tell oh, you the scenario. God. I go, all we need is these other guys to tie. I actually then- <laughs> won the other five matchups. Unbelievable. Guy, like, uh, you know what? Alpha Barnrat went three and zero. Oh. That 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 dude. Who cares about fitness? This guy is just boiler out and crushing people. He really is a goofball. This guy too. He's like, hey guys, hey like. His, I know. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, he's like, like he looks like a dude. Like you would say, hey bro, like are you supposed to be out here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he almost yeah, looks hey. like he'd show up at the golf course in flippers and like want to go for a dip in the pool with a snorkel on. Hey, everybody, it's Kira Dash. Yeah, but he's but, one of these guys. He's, but he, but when he's, he's happy to be on the tour, life's talking. good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm just a happy guy. All right, he's a huge dude. He just hacks darts and makes money. Let's bring in the Steve Merrill, <laughs> a very happy guy. Steve Merrill, postsportsinfo.com, one of the covers experts. What's going on, Steve? Capital City goofball. Man, it's unbelievable. I played a, a $5. I'm not like a biggest golf better, Steve, but I threw together a $5 match play. So, like, who'd win sort of the region? Like, it's head-to-head. So, like, who'd win the group? I did a six-group, uh, six-golfer parlay. I put $5 on it. It paid $1,042, and only one dude screwed me. And there, were, there wasn't, like, a hedge opportunity or anything. It's, just, oh, you it's can't complicated, hedge right? Yeah. There, it's like a round-robin, three golfers playing each other. Yeah, I guess if I'm an MIT major, I could have figured out how to hedge it. But 
it was pretty confusing. And the crazy thing is, Steve, I, you know, me, me and Cam, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, we just needed – we needed – one match not to be a draw, yeah. and it would have forced like a playoff with Rob. But yeah, it's the perfect scenario, Keegan and he Bradley, still loses. Keegan Bradley pushed his match, yeah, which eliminated Rob. No, no, the other no. We wanted that. We needed a tie. So if he won his match, we'd have a playoff. I'm just saying, if one of these other guys won, he actually the scenario was set for us, and it never happens like that. Rob's the idiot. Everything else worked out great. He lost. He's the he's the jerk. We're the idiots for taking Rob. Yeah, that's my fault there. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I had some good ones. Hey, how's the, uh, I got some good underdogs though, Gabe. All right. Lots of pooches alive. Let's talk NASCAR with Steve Farrell uh, right now. And uh, Cam brought something to my attention earlier. Um, I guess they're going to need snow tires. I looked this up, Steve. I was like, man, has there ever been a NASCAR race in snow? I see the video here, the Sharpie Mini 300 in 2006. They're throwing snowballs. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, Michael Waltrip uh, is every bit as goofy then as he is now, in case anybody is wondering. <laughs> yeah, they're calling for flurries on Sunday in Virginia, so I guess that's southwest. That's definitely an area could get it. I didn't even think about that, to be honest, because it's, you know, 50s otherwise. But, um, yeah, Martinsville definitely kind of mountainous territory near Blacksburg and that, that, that realm. They were saying, Steve, top temperature forty. Like they're they're estimating like forty to forty three. Like how's that going to affect things? That's that's going to get pretty stupid. And they say if it's not going to if it's not going to snow, it's going to be a rain snow mix. So it's, things can get very interesting this weekend. They're saying basically it could snow, and there's yeah. a thirty five to forty five percent chance that it's going to snow during the truck race. Yep, which would be pretty cool. There are trucks just plow through it, <laughs> plow through it, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting, Steve. It changes the dynamic, uh, but that's why uh, these guys are experts, right? They have different tires, different knowledge, different data for different temperatures. Yeah, I'd actually think snow actually would be very beneficial because it probably could be raced in because it's not going to get the track wet. It would melt by the time it hits, you know, in the heat of the track. Uh, rain, of course, wipes out any racing. Um, but the track temperatures, as long as they're consistent to the practice sessions, um, it doesn't mess with the drivers too much. Where you really see a difference is when it's a 20-degree difference between practice and then race day, and then the setups change and the the notes and everything are different. So I think it's going to be cold all weekend, so it probably won't affect the drivers much. And to be honest, it'll probably be more comfortable for them because on a summer race, it's sometimes, what, 110, 120 in the cockpit. Uh, I can't imagine doing that for four or five hours. Yeah, I think they'll probably enjoy it, actually. The they, driver's a little they sh- said it, Gabe. Up. I read that story about the snow. They said they don't mind the snow and whatever. It's the fog and the rain. That's the real problem with the situation here. They go, we will deal with snow. Yeah, and I think fans yeah. embrace it because it's a novelty. Yeah. But it's not going to snow on Sunday. Like I said, for Saturday, they're talking about uh, they're talking about the, the truck race. It actually 35 to 45% chance. Could snow. It's going to be snowing in the area. Uh, but, Steve, it's interesting in this race in the sense that you know, we had the restrictor plate race, and then we said, all right, now we're going for real. But since we've gone for real, basically, it's the same old, same old, right? You know, some guys have this downforce uh, figured out. Some guys don't. And we see that Kevin Harvick is back to his dominating ways. Truex Jr. is right there as well. But now we go to Martinsville. It's sort of an equalizer, isn't it, Steve? I mean, you know this is in your backyard, so tell people. I mean, it's not a restrictor plate race, but... It's such a short track that, you know, having the way better car is sort of eliminated a little bit, and driver skill comes into this uh, major league big time in this uh, this race. 
Yeah, there's only three tracks under a mile in the entire circuit, and it's Martinsville, Bristol, which is Tennessee-Virginia border, and Richmond. So basically, they're all three Virginia tracks. The two half-mile tracks are Bristol and Martinsville, yet they're totally different because Bristol is an extremely highly banked track, almost as banked as Daytona, the biggest track. Martinsville is short and flat, so different drivers do well at each track, and the and the same guys that do well here usually do well year after year because of the setup and the and the uniqueness of it. And the two drivers that have dominated recently have been Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski. Kyle Busch has won two of the past four races, and he has been top five in five straight races here. Keselowski, meanwhile, has been top five in the last four races as well. So these two guys have figured it out, and they both have been strong, by the way, on the other tracks this season as well. Uh, both were really good last week at California. Uh, see no reason why that would be different this week. You know what's fun about this race too, uh, Cab, yep. is uh, this is where they trade paint. <laughs> you know, the old trading paint. It was interesting. I was reading like guys can smash into each other here a little bit if you don't like someone. Yeah, it's I like a little that. bit more yeah. reckless <laughs> when fun. you're going 200 miles an hour, right? You're like, yeah, I, I might hit him, but I might like <laughs> kill myself here in the process. At 96 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. You get some yeah, damage. so it's 96, so sometimes they'll be like, right, you know what, I'm going to bump this guy out of the way here. Yeah. So it, it's, it's that old school sort of south demolition derby. Out of my way. People love yeah. this stuff. I don't like you. I'm yeah. going to hit you. Like, there's there's fights here and stuff, Steve. I'm, I'm reading Clint Boyer. He's like, oh, I love it. I hope it gets physical. Like, the drivers love coming here. Well, it's a little early in the season for guys to be too mad at each other, but last week Kevin Harvick had won three straight races, and he went for his, a record fourth straight and got taken out early, although I think he more took out Kyle Larson, to be honest. I'm not sure Harvick can be too mad at Larson, but we did have a little bit of an incident last week between Larson and Harvick. We'll see if that carries over this week. Incidents are good for business. It's like hockey fights. <laughs> exactly. That, people, the NASCAR yeah. always at its best when there's fights in oh, the garage. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like they drivers are throwing whatever. helmets at no. each other. We're going to take fighting out of the game. No, fightings get ratings. Yeah. So you mentioned a <laughs> Don. Speaking and, of which, they apparently had their lowest ratings ever last week in, like, recent history. So wow. conspiracy uh, theory, you might be onto something. Yeah. Wow. That's actually, you know what? Very interesting. Maybe a They're fake almost, fight. Yeah. Fake fight. Fake news, fake fights. They almost need to, like, yeah, yes. tell them, all right, boys, we're okay. going to ease up on any penalties if anyone does anything <laughs> crazy. Easy. Sort of like Vince McMahon's old school yes. constant accidental wardrobe malfunctions. Exactly. <laughs> Until it happened like 10 times in a row on Monday Night Raw. USA Network was like, listen, all right, you got to stop flashing breast, okay? Because after the, it was after, <laughs> he's trying to get ready. Of course right? he is. So he'll, he'll, like, do, he'll do anything. He's like, oh, yeah, and our top came down again by accident. Yeah. It's like the, the, the sensors caught on. They're like, all right, Vince, you got to stop doing this deliberately. Yeah, they're going head-to-head with the tournament, but, you know, it's it's. You know, I love NASCAR. My biggest beef is when it's on. Yeah. The Sunday afternoons. In the summer, it's great. But, you know, head-to-head with March Madness, head-to-head with NFL football, we got a problem. We got a big problem. Um, what about the betting board, boys? Steve I'm looking at Kyle Bush. Yeah, I, I, plus I'm, 350, he's the favorite. I'm looking at Kyle Bush to get his first win of the season here, uh, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I think Bush and Keselowski, if their practice times are decent, they're by far the two heavy favorites this week. But as you guys are talking about with the weather, a possible postponement or delay, a rain-shortened or snow-shortened race, uh, that brings a little bit of uncertainty, and it becomes more of a restrictor play track where it's always uncertain. So those are the concerns I have. But from a numbers perspective or recent history, uh, Keselowski and Kyle Bush are really ahead of everybody else pretty far. Other than those guys, Steve, with Bush at plus 350 and Kozlowski at 4-1, to one, is there any other guy you look at that says, hey, maybe he's got a chance with a little bit of value? 
Yeah, I think Denny Hamlin is worth a look. He's, you know, the Toyota cars, the Gibbs cars have been the best on the circuit for the past year. Denny Hamlin is very good at tracks like this. Um, he has been top three in, um, um, I think, four of the last seven races here. He won back-to-back races, um, or he won back in early 15, had a third-place finish. Last year, he had a 30th and a 7th. But he has shown the ability to be very good on this track, and he's been good at Richmond over the years as well, which is just a slightly bigger track. So the underdogs were barking last night uh, once again uh, in the Sweet 16. March Madness continues. Those five-point dogs last night get it done, Cam. They both went outright with K-State. And then FSU getting six points went outright, which leads us right into these games tonight where they're both five points. And I think a lot of people are scared. I'm getting messages from people. I'm getting people on Twitter. I got buddies Oh, man, I'm a little freaked out. What do I do with these five-point, like, it's one of those deals, Steve. Like, are the underdogs going to win? Or tonight, one of those nights, favorites, you never know. favorites go 4-0 tonight. Kansas, Villanova, Duke, and Purdue all just crush and roll. I don't know, man. I'm a little rattled. I can't lie, Steve. What do you think of these games tonight? Clemson and uh, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, every game's an individual matchup. You know, it just because, you know, dogs go 3-1 and one last night really doesn't mean much here tonight. Um, it does seem to even out over time, but um, I look at every game as an individual matchup, which I really liked Kansas State and Michigan last night. They were two of the strongest plays I've released all year. In fact, at Covers.com, Kansas State was my game of the year. So that was not a surprise to me. Um, what I liked there was the half-court defensive dog against a young team. And how funny is it that we get a similar matchup tonight with Clemson in Kansas? You know, you get a more athletic, talented Kansas team laying the same number, as you said, five against a good half-court defensive team in Clemson, who, by the way, took advantage of Auburn last week, a team that likes to play fast and really beat them up from the start. Auburn only had one prep day, though. The advantage Kansas does have is they've had almost a full week now to get ready. We'll see if they fare better than Kentucky did. But keep in mind, Kentucky could have won that game last night, probably should have won that game, if they just hit some free throws. I was going to ask you, Steve, about West Virginia and Villanova. Villanova seems to be the cream of the crop, and they're probably licking their chops watching all of these crazy dogs come in and these results. But West Virginia, very, very dangerous team. They've looked pretty good in the tournament. And what surprises me is I talk to a lot of people. You look at everyone's on Nova, but the number hasn't really seemed to move that much. Kind of scares me a little bit. You got a take? Yeah, last Sunday I loved West Virginia. I had a strong best bet on them against Marshall. Um, I like the fact that they only had one day to prepare, and West Virginia with that pressure, I thought they would take advantage of a Marshall team that liked to play fast, played very little defense. Villanova is a pretty tough matchup, though, for West Virginia now. Nova has more time to prepare, plus they only turn the ball over 10 times per game. They're one of the best ball-handling teams in the country. They're the most efficient offense in the country. So I'm just not sure this is the matchup that you'd want for West Virginia. When I put my bracket out a few weeks ago, I had West Virginia as one of my long shots at 40-1, to and I still think they could get it done. If they win this game, I think they'll be in the Final Four. Uh, But unfortunately, Villanova is a tough matchup for them because I just don't think they're going to get the turnovers like they normally get. And uh, defensively, West Virginia is not as good as people think. In fact, Villanova ranks higher efficiency-wise in defense than West Virginia. It's just West Virginia seems like a good defensive team because of all those turnovers. Should be a high-scoring game. It's around 152. Both teams average over 80 points a game. Um, The over could be worth a look, actually, for that reason. Yeah, I agree. It's a high number. Track meet. It's a high number. They're playing this game uh, in Boston in an NBA arena. Uh, in Boston at uh, TD Bank Place or whatever the hell they call it, TD Bank TD Garden. Waterhouse Garden, uh, yeah, whatever. They got my mortgage and they're fleecing me, so, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. all you need to know. TD, <laughs> TD basically owns my liver and heart so, and everything else. The least they could do is like hook you up with tickets. They're like a they, luxury. I, uh, uh, TD yeah. something no, like I get, say, I, hey, listen, no. yeah, we fleece you on your yeah, mortgage. Yeah. Here's 
Here's some tickets to a game. This is the best. I met with Muhammad from TD Bank. He goes, Cam, if you would have done this, I could have saved you $32,000. I want to punch him. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, West Virginia, 17-15 uh, to the over this year. And Villanova have been a big over team, 24-12 yeah. uh, to the over. You mentioned it, Cam. Villanova looked like the cream of the crop. Yep. Putting up 87 and 81 points, respectively. In these two tournament games. Meanwhile, West Virginia racked up a ton of points, too. 94, 80, 94 and 85 points in their two NCAA tournament games. All right, Steve, so before we get you out of here, you've got uh, Syracuse and Duke. Ooh. This is an interesting one because they play each other all the time. A lot of people are bringing up the fact that Syracuse's zone will be sort of defenseless against Duke because they see it all the time. Yeah, with the exception of the blowout this year, it was 60 to 44. And I don't really put a lot of stock into that because. Syracuse are never the same team midseason than they are in the tournament. Yeah, they always get better. Yeah, so it's a different scenario. And besides that game, there have been a lot of close games between these two teams. I don't know. This is a, this, it's a tough board tonight. What do you make of uh, the Syracuse-Duke game? Yeah, what jumps on me about the meeting a month ago on February 24th isn't that Duke won by 16 at home, but they did so shooting just two for 17 from three-point range. So they hit 12% from three and still won by 16. So that might be a bad sign for Syracuse because if they hit anywhere near their norm, they would have won by over 20. The line on that game, by the way, was 13 and a half. If you take off maybe four and a half points, that would have been nine. My power ratings make the line nine and a half tonight. So the line of 11 on a neutral court is too high. I just don't know if I trust Syracuse's offense. They're the worst offense remaining in the tournament. Uh, they're going to have to really slow this game down and hope that Duke, once again, does not hit their three-point shots. It worries me. <laughs> they hit a lot of three-point shots. I'm taking Purdue. I, you know what? I need Purdue. Big time. <laughs> no, I just talked to my buddy with the pool, Gabe, the $60,000 pool. If Michigan and Purdue meet, like, we got a chance to win, like, 10, 20. Like, like, we have a chance to win this thing. Me and Billy the doorman climbed up 108 spots last night. No reason yeah. Purdue can't get it done. Get it done, Purdue. I like Purdue, Steve. I think Purdue can get it done. You know, the line is pretty short because Isaac Haas has been injured, the center, but this is a team that shoots 42% from three-point range. Texas Tech just four and five straight up their last nine games, just one seven and one against the spread. So even though they've won back-to-back tournament games, you can make an argument that they're still not in great current form. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. Thanks for the time, Steve. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, Steve. Hey, Gabe, if your Michigan Wolverines win the national championship, it's good news for both of us. I try not to get my hopes uh, up too uh, high. I'm getting my hopes up. I'm, I'm excited. One win away now from the Final Four, exactly. and then anything can happen. That's the whole deal yeah. with college basketball. You get to the Final Four, and then you hope for the best. I've been down this road before with Michigan, right? I know. you get it. We made it to the Final Four like two, three years ago, two years ago. You know, we made it to the, the Final Four in 2013. We actually played Syracuse yep. in the two and we beat Syracuse. That. that was a few years ago. But we made it in 2013. We made it to the championship game. We were up by 18 points early in the first half. Ended up losing to Louisville. I still don't know how, if they vacate, how we're not the champs. Exactly. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Bryce's team, Merrill. Yep. I'm starting to buy in, actually, that uh, Kansas is going to kick the crap out of Clemson. Really? Yeah, like last night, I didn't think Kentucky was going to kick the crap out of K-State. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go the other way in that one. I really want to take a shot with West Virginia. I think Villanova might paste West Virginia. And the thing is, and I'm going to tell you this, Gabe, I, mean, I don't know, I'm getting some weird vibes. I think Duke, a lot of, it's going to be a lot of publicly do- bet dogs with Syracuse. I think Duke beats Syracuse by like 18. I don't know anyone that likes Syracuse. Really? Good. No, I'm just saying the line's gone down, though. It's gone from 11 and, 11 and a half to 11. I suppose I've some taken, people are yeah, betting no, Syracuse. Right. I've, taken, um, I've taken Syracuse in all three games that they played been in, good to in us. this tournament. I know. Including on the money line against TCU in Vegas. But this game perplexes me. Oh, well, no, I think Duke in a money line situation. Put a money line parlay together? Yeah. With Villanova, Duke. You like Kansas? I don't know. I'm kind of I'm scared of Clemson. There's something about that that game that Kansas, that's the game that's got me on the radar. Kansas Villanova Duke Moneyline parlay plus 134. Not bad. It's actually not bad. Why don't you throw Purdue in there, but it's that's no, a tight then spread. No, and I bet <laughs> Purdue individually. Yes, you can do that too. Oh, the, Isaac Haas. 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 Bill Haas. Haas. The berserker. Haas. John Rom, screw me for I, I honestly I hate him this guy now. Oh. He has ruined my day. I've had a really good couple tw- 24 hours too and then I John Rom you're an idiot. All yet like it this I can't believe the situation set up this way for him actually to advance to win you a thousand bucks and the guy loses like gets smoked today. Anyway, hey, a lot of guys are out. DJ's out, Rory's out. Like you know that's the thing. I I've learned my lesson about this tournament. I am not taking chalk. You can't like even even on like a DraftKings lineup, Gabe. You no. do you do stars and scrub. No, you do scrubs. I saw a you do half a barn rat and Pat, I got Patrick Reed. I got all these other guys. Hey, Fleetwood might come back after his first loss. He's two up through eight right now. He's going to probably get through. That's what I'm doing. Screw screw the top players in the world. You know what except, sucks, if, except for one guy. Except for one guy. And I told you yesterday, who was the biggest winner again today with all the, without the frills. Justin Thomas. This guy's been in Little Speethy's shadow for his whole life. Oh, Jordan Spieth's the best. He's the major winner. And the minute this guy got a taste, you know what he said now? Screw you, everybody. I'm the man now. So he's stepping up out of this kid's shadow. He's getting things done. He's the University of Texas Longhorn you should fear. That's my take. So we'll get into a single match elimination yes. play uh, on Saturday here. We will. I hope uh, Peter Uline, uh, he won today. If this guy wins a turn, I got this guy at 175 to 1. It's not happening, though. Him Just, or off a barn rat. Justin Thomas is now the favorite to win. What is he? 4 to 1. Yeah, it makes total sense. Bubba Watson is the second choice at 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Sergio Garcia, 10 to 1. Patrick, Patrick Reed. Reed, yeah. I got him at uh, 40. Gabe now down to, uh, what is he, 12? I like watch out for this guy. He's a match play match play maven. He loves this stuff. He loves person. Reed's a fighter. He likes to he likes to get in people's faces. What's the deal with Duffner? You a Duffner fan? Uh, I got no problem with Duff, man. You like Duff? He seems to complain a lot. <laughs> then again, he was upset yesterday. I don't know if you did saw. Did you see the woman he lost? And then was what, oh, he's the guy. Wasn't Tiger Woods and some other yeah, guy? How did banger? he get that chick in the first she place? She is a twelve out of ten. That's the whole thing. She's actually one of the that most beautiful women true. I've ever seen. That's what kind of sucks because he, yeah. Because all these guys, they're all banging hot chicks and they're all yeah. cheating on stuff. But you're right. It's a little different. The guys on the tour were doing his girlfriend yeah. when he's on the tour. Yeah. Like if I was and everyone Duff, likes him. If I was Duff, I'd start like spraying golf balls around accidentally, like each guy that uh, went anywhere near her. Let me tell you a story. So remember Duff too? But when he was there, Gabe? 
Duff was the friendly fat guy. You know, he had that boiler and, you know, that bad lid. Hey, Auburn, War Eagle, right? So he's going there. So guys on tour really love it. Like, oh, Duff's such a friendly guy. I love golfing with him. Friendly enough to tap his girlfriend, right? So what happens? What happens when Duff gets a little bit mean, right? He hits the gym. His paunch goes down. <laughs> hey, his paunch goes down a little bit, right? A little feisty. He's got a major. You know, he's what got happened? a new hot girlfriend. No, too, no, I'm gonna tell you though. I, I, that's the thing about Duff. I think kind of more like us, even though he's like a rich golfer who went to Auburn. He's got a lot of emotional roller coasters in his life. Like he puts on weight. Loses a girl, bangs a girl. Like, he's got things going on. Like, these other guys, like, you know Ricky Fowler's trailer park trash. He's going down there. Hey, hey, you guys, we got a party on the boat. And, not, they're, and they're going to get laid. I'm no Ricky Fowler fan. Um, oh, Ricky, yeah, Ricky, Ricky's partying. He had do the do another farmer's commercial. Yeah, Duffner was pissed yesterday because Jason Day didn't give me give him a gimme putt. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, they do that stuff, yeah. And it was like three, three and a half feet well, type thing. You know what the problem is? So he stood there. Yeah. He was about to lean down. Yeah, and Dave's like, and Day, Day gave him like the. I kind of like that. There's no giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, it's not Want to know why, Gabe? Nobody misses more two-footers than Duff. He's the worst putter on so the tour. I guess but a great like, ball striker. So yeah, so Day knows that. He's like, I'm not yeah, giving yeah, you no, that. Sorry, Duff. I got vertigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> I banged your girlfriend. So it's funny. So Duffner sort of stood there for a second. And like really? Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. And he got like, <laughs> so he did the putt, and then after camp, he leaned down and measured it. Oh, really? But after he hit it, so he hit, so the, he hit putt, the putt. And it was in. Yeah. He got the ball, and then and he I, looked over to everyone, yeah. and he measured it with the club. And he shook his head and he stormed off. I, I like it. I like it. I like it on both sides. Duff being pissed and Jason Day making him putt. You know what, Gabe? Go, Jason Day, you like, said hey, it we're though. playing for a lot of money here, man. You said this a long time ago. What does golf even, need? I, I golf even, needs more. I didn't even think they had gimmies in a thing like this. There's oh, they, no gimmies in a PJ. No, board. no, no. On a one on a one footer, they'll just say they pick it up, right? You know what I mean? But anything outside of three feet, no. you got to putt that damn ball. No, I'm not gimmying. No, you not, know, you, you're, you're, I don't care if it's the size of your shoe. You're putting that damn ball in yeah, that damn hole. If it's so damn close, tap it in. Exactly. Tap it in. Tap a tap a tap a tap it in. We've seen guys <laughs> ring them out, buddy. I've, I've, I've watched. A, I've, oh yeah, when we play our cash game for like, 50, oh my god, fifty bucks. We got the shakes. I've seen Jason Duffner, Marenzi miss at least thirty putts of four feet or under, like, and, <laughs> like actually three feet or under. So you know what? Day knows his mo. That's the thing. Anyway, Duffman's an angry guy right now. If I, that girl that he lost, she was like one of the most beautiful women. Like she crushes guys on tours. Like she was the pinnacle of the PGA Tour. No offense to Ricky Fowler and and uh, Dixie Duke uh, jean shorts that he's rolling around with, and these other guys. Like Jason Day's wife's a smoke show too. Absolute <laughs> stunner. These guys do well. Must be nice to be a golfer too. Like other sports, you can get a back. You know, you know what I mean. Like you, you break your leg or something could happen. Like worst thing you have. Oh, I got a little back strain. Like you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we're watching it right. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is. Oh man, he's putting his weight back on. See what I told you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. That's basically you just should have told him to f off. He gives him oh, the, yeah. He gives him the look like, you're a dick. He, yeah, him and Jason Day. Oh, not, yeah, not yeah, buddies. yeah. Duffner, yeah. Duffner not happy at all. Duffner is not going to fight. The thing is, he nearly missed it. Of course he did. He like probably he hit seemed, it right on the edge. He got all serious. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, his, his blood was boiling. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at him. See what I'm talking about, though? He was. Uh, he's back. He's back to, like, keg partying. Like, yeah, man. Oh, he's gone on Twitter about it. Yeah. He's that upset. 
Putt was uh, four plus feet, fine with putting those. We have a discussion with my caddy on how far I hit the first putt. <laughs> Use the club to measure it. <laughs> so, so you're denying, denying. Yeah, yeah, denying. yeah. Duff, if you're going to get uh, that. Duff, no, come on, Duff. Yeah, I, I'm bad. I'm mad at Duff now. That, you know what? Own your Duff own is your, saying, no, no, no I didn't measure to own show it. up Jason Day. If you're going to talk. Yeah, you did. You even gave him a yeah. dirty look after. Hey, you want to talk shit? Own it up. Come on, Duff. Putt was four up. plus feet, <laughs> fine with putting those. Was having a discussion with my caddy how far I hit the first pass. Use yeah. the club to measure it. I don't uh, know what the hell you're talking about. No, it Duff. We don't need a lie detector test. You're a straight up liar. Like that story is so unbelievable. Dude, like, I, I can't see, even. It's you. You're you see, see the, the whole sequence of how he's he, pissed. He, he basically to told it. Jason Day, "F you. I want to hit you with he this." He waits golf there club. for a minute. He's like, "All right, you're really gonna make me hit this." He hits the shot. Then he uh, measures it, and then he glares over like a UFC fighter towards ex- Day. Exactly. Like, F you, Day. I just hit the putt. Are you happy? I talked to my caddy, and we measured the putt coming back. That is such bullshit. I can't even tell you how much of a lie that is. Well, Duff, <laughs> Duff no, man. I like Duff, man. He's, 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 he's guy, for a guy that's rich, yeah, he likes to stir. Remember he did that yeah, thing, you know too? I almost you? prefer Patrick Reed attitude yeah. on this. Oh, you're a lot. No, Patrick yeah. Reed was saying, yeah, you're damn right I was pissed he yeah. made me putt that. Exactly. That's a pile of shit. Like, he'd be yeah. all, like, freaking I out. told you the story. <laughs> Patrick Reed puts it behind a sprinkler head. Phil Mickelson's got turtles and squirrels and whatever putting the ball back in the fairway. Jordan Speed hits the ball out of bounds in the British Open Championship. They give him a free drop, and, and, and Patrick Reed is behind a tree, two sprinkler heads, whatever. He's like, now, Mr. Reed, play the ball. Want to know why? They don't like him on tour. He's not yeah. part of the gang. He's a lippy guy. You know what, Marantz? I'd be like you. If you were a good golfer, you'd be like, F off. Like, you know what I mean? And they go, no, Mr. Marantz, you can't get a free drop. Then you just <laughs> snap, snap, Reed, snap. Reed snap. called the guy. Yeah. He goes, well, I guess if I was Jordan Spieth, Spieth I'd be get different, a, right? Exactly. Exactly. Different strokes for different folks. So I guess buddy. Reed's not a big fan of Jordan Spieth, evidently. They're playing each other right now. I know. They're, and it's, t- it's tied right oh, now. Actually, know. they don't even hate each other. He just basically said, called them out. Saying, yeah, Spieth's the golden child, and I'm I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm a bigger guy. Reed's I'm not a, as good. Yeah, Reed's got it. Reed's, Reed's a bitter dude. He is a bitter dude. Know what he did in college? He needs too? to win, though. Know what Reed's problem? What he did in college? Like a real bad move. Like my buddy, who I got a, a couple friends. You met my buddy Rob G. Golf. Apparently, in Augusta, he went to Augusta State instead of the other schools. He stole his roommate's wallet. Like he's like he's <laughs> like he had no money. He's just like he. I like his golf game. It's like, come on, dude. Like you can't steal people's money. Like friends' money. Like that's a that's that's pretty bad. Sorry, allegedly. There's a lot allegedly, of, but it's a, it's 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 a known. Story. There's a lot of dirt balls on the PGA Tour. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some guys you definitely don't want to. Uh, They're hustlers. Yeah, if you're yeah. a pro golf player, you pretty much put a lot of work into not working for a living. Great point, Gabe. <laughs> when I worked in a back shop, I used to clean rich guys' clubs, and they all knew I had a gambling problem, right? So at the end of the shift, all the rich guys, these guys are millionaire members of the club, they go, they, they're knocking on the door. Hey, guys, when you're done the clubs, we got cards, card games in the clubhouse. So they used to love you know, – Paychecks were gone. Thing I underestimated. It's a scumbag move, and they're great but at it. But they're hustlers, exactly. They're, they're the biggest hustlers out there. They're hustlers. I didn't realize how uh, how much they drink and party as well. And I didn't realize uh, that uh, the PGA, they've toned it down. They don't talk about it as much. But I guess it was becoming a problem where I guess, like, every caddy smokes weed on the course. Yeah, weeds is probably the that's their like, that's <laughs> just, actually that's their drug of like at the bottom like yeah they had, they had caddy no, parties where they're like yeah. they're, oh, yeah, they're sure. snorting more snow than like uh, oh, yeah. Columbia you know what I mean like these guys are I told you what, what I'm saying there was yeah. like an internal memo basically with the PGA they were like guys kind of like yeah. they weren't doing it on CBS Sundays no. and stuff practice rounds you know what I mean sort yeah. of like 
Guys on a golf course. Yeah, kind of like, so. like the Morency yeah. Stewart Invitational at Banty's Roost. Yeah, so you can imagine, like, Reed's, Reed's, uh, Reed's cat. He's, like, be back in a second, Pat, and he's, like, stepping into yeah. the bush. <laughs> but I guess, Buddy, Robert Garrigan. I guess, like, all the caddies, like, blaze weed. Like, I was reading yeah. this thing. They're like, oh, yeah, like the caddies, it's just a common thing. They sit in the clubhouse and smoke weed together. Yeah. Robert Garrigus, Gabe, is a born-again now, but no, he used to smoke so much weed. I remember he was in a tournament. He used to go to the porta potties and just, like, hotbox him because he's like, I need my weed, man. Like, you know, he's getting stressed out out there. It's, calm him down. You said it, though. These golf guys, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're the biggest hustlers. They'll take your last penny. They'll take your paycheck. I had a, I had millionaires. I was a kid, Gabe. I was making, like, at that time, I think it was, like, $7 an hour. way back, whatever. I'm lifting up their clubs, 4 o'clock in the morning. They got me lying to their wives about their cash games, right? And these same dudes, I got, like, a $700 check. They'll take it with ease in a poker game from you with no room. It's like, oh, you stupid kid. Yeah. Life lessons, hustlers. Sad news from the horse racing industry. Jockey uh, Jose Flores. Really? Taking off life support on Thursday following an incident in a race at uh, Parks Racing. Uh, and uh, Parks in Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, wow. That, that's horrible, man. That guy, was a, that guy was a really good jockey there. He was like one of the mainstains there. That's all. I'm surprised, actually. He had over 28,684 yep. starts over his career. He won 4,650 races. Um, that's good. Made $64 million in earnings. Nothing wrong with that. Unbelievable. I'm going to tell you, and I watch uh, Thoreau He's the all-time yeah. career driver at Parks. At Parks, yeah. He's Parks' yeah. best, uh, he's Park's best uh, jockey. Two other riders went down in the accident. Ruben uh, Silviera and uh, yeah. Carol Sedano, along with their horses, came out unscathed. Will you watch horse racing with it's me? It's a dangerous sport. Man. That's what I'm saying. And I'm watching, have you noticed, uh, and another thing that I've been noticing about horse racing, Gabe, I'm paying attention, they used to have, sometimes, you know, in the big races, 16 horse fields, 14, whatever. I'm noticing a lot of the time now, a lot less, more room or whatever. It's because, you got to be honest, you got you got a thundering animal going at that speed with a little guy, you clip some heels, boom, I'm surprised, i got to be honest, I'm surprised more people don't die in horse racing. Not, a, not, not what we do. We're in standard bread. You sit back in your car and it's you a, let the yeah. horse trot. I'm talking about jockey on horse thoroughbred racing. I'm surprised at Gulfstream say it, as or a, death as or an owner of a horse, yeah. but it's not a business that's good for anybody. Like if you add it up, it's a business good for rich people who invested in the business to nah, make money. They're just doing it for for show. But most gamblers at the track are just sort of dudes that are losing their money. Race owners, just dudes that are losing their money. Some guys. Trainers and jockeys are risking their lives. That's true. And uh, it sucks for the horse. Like, it's not like, who's in a big party for? Yeah. And even the government no, no, that back this stuff, they all lose money. Like, it's like horse racing industry. It's pretty crazy. It's a loser industry. No, it gets some people rich, though. The, the, Who? They, uh, rich, o- rich owners who own good horses. That's ah. the problem. You had their millionaires. They're already rich, Cam. Not all of them. They didn't get rich from the horse. Some guys got lucky. Some guys bought it on ah. a, with a consortium. You're right. For the most part, there's a lot of them, but trust me. Trust me. What? Doug O'Brien? Giving his horses cocaine and stuff. And a big Doug O'Brien. We got this horse for fifteen thousand dollars. I was there. Like, yeah, it's good for you, buddy, but you're suspended for life. You're barred. Like, I was there. It's like I'll have another was going for the triple crown game. We were working at the TV station. They sent me to Belmont Park. I did an interview with Rick Flair of horse racing, Bob Baffert, and everybody. I had great tape. Eh, new story. 
Doug O'Brien busted. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Bad practices in the barn. He got, it wasn't I think he got suspended. I think he got suspended for six months. What did they pay for that horse for real? I think it was twenty thousand dollars. It might have been. It might have been twenty or thirty. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, it wasn't like five or ten. It was yeah, I think it was twenty five, thirty five thousand. The bottom line, that yeah. that is a long shot. Though. It is. Why? Because you're going up against the million dollar horses who are training the Sheik and Dubai yeah. and United Emirates who have five million dollar horses. Yeah. Horses with diamond nuts, they breed. Secretariat. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fantasy Factor, single contest, entries only, too late to get into that uh, free Sweet 16 uh, bracket that they reposted, uh, but they've got a home run derby uh, contest, not for the home run derby, but they've got a, uh, a baseball contest, it's free to enter www.fantasyfactor.com Free contest, great for the recreational player. Like you said, he's only entered like one one lineup. Yeah, so there's guys put in like what, 50, 100 lineups. It gets crazy after a while. I like the one lineup. It's the way it should be. We, we won a couple of bucks last night in DraftKings. So, so did I at the hockey. We, <laughs> we were plus money, but the basketball is incredibly frustrating. You need sheer freaking perfection. So it's like basically last night I got a good basketball lineup, but I don't have Kemba Walker. Yeah, Kemba Walker scores thirty-five point ten rebounds like the other night. I don't have Dwight Howard. It's always like it's like moving goalposts, man. It's like our our picks are good. Like I look at my lineup, it's like man, boom, six times value, six times five, six, good value here, nice cheap player, boom. But if you don't have that one explosion, and it's like every especially late in the year, man. There's weird players that pop up and I do know. crazy things. It's like happening everywhere. It's like happening Dwight Howard doesn't leagues. care all year. Now suddenly one night, oh, you know what? I think I'll I'll try tonight, and he gets 32 points and 30 freaking rebounds. Walker went bananas yesterday. Let's yeah. bring in a man who will never get 30 rebounds in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he'll get 30 rebounds in like the, what, the, at the YMCA, the YMCA or nor, the nor, y- nor would I, Gabe. <laughs> I got a horrible vertical. I don't think he'd get 30 rebounds at the Y. WCA. WCA. <laughs> because we all know a white man can't jump, and yeah, nobody's yeah. whiter than Babano. <laughs> Babano. What's up, Babano? Babano? What's up, guys? Don't stretch the truth now, please. 
I mean, don't stretch you. <laughs> yeah. Or that. <laughs> try, try, How try. are you guys? You doing good? Try, try. We're hanging in there, Babano. We're hanging in there, buddy. I can't jump very well either, Babano. So don't feel bad. I've actually had a, a nice little afternoon here in the office working away, and in the background, I've actually watched a full broadcast of the final round of the 1986 Masters. The great Jack Nicholas come from behind on the back nine on that Sunday. You know, the big putt on 17, Vern Lundquist, that memorable call, maybe. <laughs> yes, sir. And it was just, it's been great seeing that. If you're a golf fan, the Masters YouTube channel has the final round of every Masters going back to 1968. Good way to get ready for the Masters coming up pretty soon it's beautiful beautiful place Marenzi. you know the best thing about the masters is too <laughs> other than watching people get kicked out <laughs> and lose their family privileges for ten thousand years the prices the when the beers were a buck fifty the pimento set and Don't i, I like, like the famous egg salad sandwich. Oh, beautiful egg salad always done perfectly it oh it's delicious I, I i i hit everything up on that master's value menu and hey if you're gonna pay and your family's gonna wait 50 years babano to get into the damn tournament you know what at least they don't fleece you with the concession i'd like to play there God, so would i no one won the media thing some dude at uh at tsn when we were there Corey Warren. Oh, well, Corey, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice guy, actually. He guy came up to me because we have a media contest, right? So he got the yeah, play. Yeah. yeah, remember, I met, oh, Babano, I didn't tell this story on the air to Morenci. You're going to love this one. So I'm in the international tent, and I was working with Adnan Verk, who's at ESPN now, right? So we started our day. The, the scorer didn't want us to stay in the village with the TSN guys and stuff. They had no money. So we had to drive an hour and a half in from a place, Thompson, Georgia. No problem. So we started work at 3.30 in the morning. We're usually done around 8 or 9. They were like 17-hour days, right? Feeding tape to global news stations. Anyway, I run into David Faraday. You know, Faraday, the guy. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like passed out on the couch at the international thing. He goes, I'm looking for a big, fat Scottish guy. And not you. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> right to left. I mean, all 80, 90 yards. Yeah, <laughs> David Faraday's a hoot. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. If he was looking for some guy like like me who worked for like uh, Will Will Hill Sport, some British uh, Channel Sky Sports. Yeah, I'm looking for a big fat Scottish guy. Not you. You know what I did? A little, a little right to left. A little right to left. Yeah. <laughs> I did play. Um... I did play. There was the uh, PGA Skins. Ooh, nice. PGA Skins was in uh, Montreal Montreal's years ago. got nice courses. Very At underrated. The, uh, Royal, Royal, yeah, Royal Montreal? Called, no, it was the uh, El Diablo. Ooh. Freddie Couples uh, design course. Smooth, smooth. El Diablo. And, um, yeah, John Daly. I think Tiger Woods might have been. Tiger Woods liked Montreal. He's, he said Royal Montreal is like one of the most challenging courses uh, in the world, said. actually. He goes, I, he goes, I have to play this course. He's I missed the cut cuts. there before. Exactly. Yeah. He goes, this stage should play more events there. He goes, why not the uh, Canadian Open? Like, what are you doing? Like, Glen Abbey, get a grip. Like, play at this course. Yeah. Montreal. There are so many better choices and better golf courses than Glen Abbey. I don't know how they've gotten it so many times over the last 30 years. You got other courses. Even the Hamilton course is better than Glen Abbey. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I yeah. used to do a golf show. Literally, Glen Abbey is probably ranked about in Canada. Canada, like not barely inside the top fifty or sixty. Like so, it's, there's a million better courses. So I played. I was on the radio. I was on the local station. It was like the spot we covered yeah. and all that. Cool. So um, I got to play on the Monday after the tournament. Uh, oh yeah, after everyone leaves. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So it was the Monday that's after what, the that's tournament. What, that's what Corey did. Yeah. yeah. But the grandstand was still up. Ooh, nice. You know what? I played with Steve Rapp. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gabe, how you doing? Yeah, he's the one that hooked it up. <laughs> Because even, yeah, it wasn't easy to get on, right? It was still like an elite thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool, though. So I played Babano, like with the grandstand still up on the exact course, like that the pros were playing on the day before. 
It was a train wreck, man. Like, it was a freaking train wreck. I shot 123. Oh, Uh-oh. Yeah, I shot 123. I literally, like, I couldn't get the ball over one leg. Like, I just couldn't. Like, That's a bad kind of crooked number right there, yeah. It was, a, it was one of these deals where it was like I lost, like, because I lost, like, three balls in a row into the drink, and Rap's like, come on, man, you can do it. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, I'm telling you, I can't do this. I'm not, I can't. And I ran out of balls, and I had to start boring his. So we got to another lake. He's like, just take a drop this time, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And you know him. He doesn't have, like, rocks in his bag. He's got, like, oh, five, no, exactly. he's got five Pilatus Morales. Oh, yeah. They're $5 a pop. spring balls <laughs> into the drink left and right. But the best was with the grandstand, it was fun. It saved my ass, like, three times. Can't just hit it. Bang. Oh, dude, I, I freaking drilled it, man. <laughs> Bang. And it was so much fun hearing it, like, clink off the, the, the aluminum, like, grandstand. Do it again. Bam. <laughs> it, once it hit the grandstand, right onto the green. Oh, it does? That. Like, yeah. rap, rap was like, you're the luckiest yeah. guy I've ever you got, the, you, got, you got the Tiger Woods bounce. <laughs> I, yeah. I smacked it off, like, the seats. And it bounced hey, better, right to be, be, better to be lucky than good sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? It was a 116. It was a 116, but I think I quit in frustration. Yeah, let's call it out for yeah, yeah. 116 there would actually be amazing. If no, 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 no. Tips. Like, that's no. Good, I'm going to say score. though, I think I quit. I was at 116. I think at about the 14th hole or something. Yeah. And finally, yeah, I was like, enough uh, is enough. No, it beat me down. I was <laughs> like, this isn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Steve, <laughs> Steve Rapp was uh, Mr. Inside the Lines with Randall the Handle for years. Although much like with Salino and Barnes, they split up. Listen, yeah. rap, yeah, yeah, rap, just as ugly. Rap, uh, rap plays more golf than Donald Trump. Man. I know the he guy's does. on the course all the time. Of course, yeah. he has business yeah. deals. He's pretty good, actually. Actually, I bet he's good. I could just tell by t- looking at him. I bet that guy just hits it right down the middle. And the thing is, too, when we played, we were playing for money, so I'm getting suckered. Yeah, he's fleecing. I like you. I'm going to beat these guys. <laughs> they play for a living. So I'm. Uh, I told him, all right, I was going to tee off uh, from the women's tees. Oh yeah, that's, that's I thought it was that, fair. That's very fair. So I said, All right. I said, listen, I'm going to tee off from the chick tees, and it was way ahead too. I was like, guys, I can't play this course, and let alone play for money. You got to put me on the chick tees at least. So uh, I was rapping a couple of his buddies and stuff, and radio guys I know. <laughs> oh yeah, so they're like, all right, go ahead. So I started like sort of driving towards the the woman, <laughs> and they're all like, hey, Marenzi. You forgot your purse. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, they, they <laughs> Where's your skirt? Yeah, they were like, you can't tee off. Like, they were yeah, joking. Yeah. They were like, you can't tee off from the woman's tees. I was like, all right, fine, guys, fine. Or give me strokes, you guys. <laughs> Do like these 220-yard yeah, exactly. drives. <laughs> Take me like seven shots to get to the green. It's tough. Oh, that was brutal. It was brutal. It's like watching these kids play college basketball. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll tell you what. Speaking of Steve Rapp, Abe's told on, on, on air and to all of us the black hole story with TSN Radio. It could have been inside the lines with you guys and Steve Rapp, but that's what could have been. It's a shame. It's okay, but man, we're here with you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got good all days right. ahead. You got to look at it that way. We got good times move rolling ahead. Starting tonight where we cash some winners. Winners. Right. More winners. All right, Papano. Clemson and Kansas, West Virginia, Villanova, both five-point point spreads, just like those two games were last night, five and six, with the underdogs winning outright. 
Yeah, I mean, this is uh, to me, I'm bothered by Kansas. Everything's telling me Brad Brownell and Clemson, this little magic carpet ride of theirs, has to come to an end tonight. They've been able to do it without Grantham this whole time, which I thought was going to be a big absence for them going into the tournament. They've managed to overcome it. DeVoe's really shot the ball extremely well for Clemson. He's a guy that's really sussed, uh, uh, gotten better, uh, and been able to stand up and play well for this Clemson team. Kansas has a great backcourt edge. As of week a, uh, should be good to go in this game. I think they're going to win, but I got some question marks about Kansas in terms of their end game execution. It wasn't good against Seton Hall and laying five. It's got to be good if they're going to cover that kind of number. I lean to them winning, but not comfortable laying the five. I know, Babano, we like to be a family and a team, but sometimes we got to be on different sides here. <laughs> I really need Purdue, like for like serious cash. And, I like uh, Purdue. We could really, no, no. I'm just looking at Babano, though. I think uh, I think he's got a, a lean to Texas Tech there, uh, Gabe. Chris, so, Chris, Chris Beard. Yeah, tell us about uh, this one, Babano. I think you're thinking about going the other way. You like Texas Tech over Purdue tonight? Uh, very much so, uh, in a big way, actually. We like Texas Tech here in this game tonight. A team that I thought was undervalued going into the tournament. Uh, an elite defensive team, 40.2% shooting. And the thing about the Isaac Haas absence, and Matt Harms is good, actually, in terms of defending in the paint. He's very good, but he's a limited offensive player. And one of the best things about Isaac Haas is his passing ability. He could draw the double team, get people surrounding him around the basket, kick out to Dakota Mathias, Vince Edwards, Carson Edwards, the outside uh, Purdue perimeter shooters, and there'd be a wide-open shot. Uh, you lose that passing ability with him not in the game. And Texas Tech has a senior point guard in Keenan Evans. That If you watch him play, if this game's close late, he's going to make plays. He's going to make big shots. He did it against Florida. And this is the bugaboo round for Matt Painter. He's got to show it to me. Purdue 0-3 in the Sweet 16 round under Matt Painter. This is the round where Purdue and their national title hopes have gone to die. And I think they die one more time tonight. Yeah, Painter oh. has hit the wall in the past. Yeah, here. Painter, he just can't seem to you, get it you know, done. No, you know what's too bad, though, for Painter? And it's funny because I actually looked this up coming into the tournament, specifically Matt Painter, when I was going through the key elements needed to win. I want to see that as far as he's gotten. Matt Painter actually has gotten a lot of tough draws over the years. And injuries. And injuries. It is true, constantly. He's had the worst luck this guy. Every time he's got a really good, good team, team, somebody gets hurt. At tournament time. Or, ah, oh, you're playing Kentucky. It's one Who's of these that weird... other guy they had a while, years ago? Hummel? Like, he was one of the yeah, best Robbie players. Hummel. Yeah, Robbie Hummel. Like, every time you got every the best time. player, he gets hurt. It's every a, time. He actually, that guy's got a dark cloud. He deserves better. That's why I'm thinking, you know, I think <laughs> it might be different this time. And Sister Jean gives some rings Well, i got to tell you, how many, and how many so-called experts, Babano, everybody. Ooh, Mark Few versus Leonard <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, I know. That yeah, how'd that work out last night, right? My only bad, bad beat there. I think we can overanalyze things sometimes. Yep. Look, we had Mike Blewett on earlier in the week. Mike, uh, you know, great, uh, great numbers guy. He says with uh, with this Harns kid that they're better defensively. Yeah. Not offensively, but defensively. Yeah. So sure. look, yeah. Uh, yeah. Haas. I agree. Look, you you're right, Ben. I mean, Haas scoring 14 points a game. They feed it to him. It opens up the three ball for them, right? You know, that's the thing. They kick it to him. It collapses on him. He can either score or kick it back yep. out. It's going to take that option away now because yeah. they're going to know you're not kicking it into this guy. This guy might clean up some garbage and have a couple of dunk putbacks. Yeah. He'll score 8 to 10 points. Yep. But so basically Clemson's going to uh, – Purdue's really going to have to shoot the ball well yeah. tonight. That's – yeah. 
And they gotta yeah, they gotta get in on Texas Tech. It's gonna be very tough for, for And they're gonna have to shoot and they're gonna have to shoot it well against a team that's given up barely forty percent from the field. So that's gonna be I think the issue here uh for Purdue in this game tonight. Hey, I mean if you're using the Purdue, you like them, they're still a good team. Can they overcome the injury? They did it against Butler, but the reason I didn't put too much stock into that win, Butler's done nothing on the road or in neutral courts this year. They've been abysmal and Purdue had to barely get by uh that team. We'll see. You know what they sometimes say, over analysis leads to paralysis. So maybe that's the case here if you're back in Purdue. Every game's different, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the yeah. same people that were worried about, oh, Michigan barely struggled, barely beat no, Houston, yeah, and oh, another big yeah. size at A&M. Texas A&M, yeah, they got murdered. That game was over before it started. You know, And I enjoyed guys, that, every second of it. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> guys, guys like us, you know, we got to talk about this stuff, but these games are pretty freaking simple. Yep. One team... You either hit your shots, shots or, you or you don't, don't. especially hate, in college. Yeah. Hate to say it in college, at college too, three point shooting. Yeah, I hate if you're not if you're not hitting your three point sh- sh- yeah. shots, you go cold. You're done. It's like if Michigan, if you're Michigan done. are shooting well, they're really hard to beat. If they're not, then they can be beaten. They're an average team. So yep. then Purdue can you know Purdue can fall into this category tonight uh, as well. Right, Potentially, yeah. but I would take uh, Michigan's team game and Beeline's coaching over Purdue's team game. And oh, Painter's well, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, know Purdue. Yeah, Purdue have uh, you know the big explosive offense and all that. But you're right. That's the difference, man. The team, the team, the team, the team play. All right, we got two minutes here, Babano. So Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean continue. Sister Jean, you're the only one. Motoring, what's your price for flight? Get to the final four, and you'll be all right on Saturday night. Dun, 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 dun. Good job. Babano on the spot there. Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Babano. It seems like the conspiracy theory would be that they'd want Sister Jean's story to continue into the final four. Uh, I was not betting that side last night, Loyola or Nevada. I stayed out of it, and now I'm mad I didn't bet Loyola again because I had them the first uh, two games. They beat Miami, Tennessee. I went to hop right back on Loyola again tomorrow. Kansas State again now is a favorite. They're getting bet one, one and a half here in this game. I don't know. I mean, Loyola Chicago's got something better. I'll tell you what, if this game's close again, Loyola Chicago, they've shown you time and time they can get it done. They make the big shots. They get the stops. Dante Ingram's been good. Richardson's been good. Krautwein, the big guy's been good. Clayton Custer's been good. These guys have all made good plays, so I like Loyola. Ian Cameron, SportsMumble.com, Sportsbook Review, YouTube page, Game Time Decisions continues. See you guys. Have a good one. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Surprisingly enough, Serbia and Morocco, man, it was uh, it was like uh, 2-1 at the half. Similar situation with Saudi Arabia and uh, Ukraine. Can we escape? 
I should almost just uh, cash out right now. Yeah, just just think about it. Like, if you're gonna for the amount of dollars, like if you're gonna save a few bucks, yeah, you know what? Cash out. I like cashed it's, out. It's a smart, smart. Because if there's one more goal and you lose it, you lose it. I cashed out. <laughs> See, that's what a prudent man does. Sometimes you just gotta, gotta learn my lessons. Take the winnings. You know what's funny? Take last night, the units. Nevada, Nevada yeah. were out uh, off, when they tied off it early. Up, when they tied it up, cash out, cash out. No, well, not oh, when even they tied before it up. when you the game started. Yeah, then it's too late to cash out when it's tied. Yeah, Nevada got out to a big, big start, they, and we could we could have cashed out for a nice little chunk. But um, you know, Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago didn't seem like to me like the team, the type of team that would come back uh, either. But uh, they did a good job by them. Tough game now against uh, Kansas State. For the record, uh, my Michigan Wolverines. I like how now everyone's jumping on Michigan's bandwagon. Uh, Michigan uh, now four and a half point favorites against uh, Florida State. The number just keeps creeping up. Still a manageable number. It is, but it's not Michigan's best spot whenever they're big favorites. And, you know, I'm not saying it's a big favorite, but Florida State are hot right now. Florida, Florida State, State is covered and won as a dog in all their games. Not yeah. just a, they're won them as dogs. Like, nee, 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 they're going through. I'm scared now because they have athletes. And you talked about great point. All the Michigan's hey, going to beat them. We fell in. Hey, Mark Few, Gonzaga, man, man, man. Yeah, yeah. Here's a tip, Gonzaga. You sucked in that game. You didn't hit your. You didn't hit your threes. You did nothing. Florida State had athletes, and that's a scary thing. Gabe, you know it. Once that dog gets life and starts to believe, and Florida State has the players. It's a damn good school. We know about Florida State football, basketball. They get athletes. They got them. The thing about Michigan is the one advantage, and you know that the shooting. Michigan, when their threes are dropping, these guys are machines. Like. Beeline's always had that way. Even with West Virginia back in the day, yeah, God, much more could consistent shoot. They could shoot, man. Hey, Bear, all those guys, the big men can shoot. Pit Snoggle. I love good old Pit Snoggle. He's, that guy, he's the best. Just covered in tats. Hey, man, where's my, where's my whiskey? That, <laughs> that guy looked like he was 38 drunk in the bar out there. But, man, he hit shots. I'll tell you, though. That's the advantage, but I'm scared of Florida State now. You bring up a really good point, man. This team's playing with house money, and they're starting to look scary. We'll be all right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I still want to take Michigan. I need Michigan. I'm with you. And that's the thing. I'm not jumping on any bandwagons. It's purely financial. Like you know what I mean. Like you're a, you're a huge Michigan fan. I would love to get some money in this big ass pool and start taking care of some bills. I felt Go blue. You know, we're pulling for you. I felt a lot better last night when I saw that Charles Barkley liked uh, Texas. That A&M. guy is the worst capper in the history of capping. Like whatever he says, do the opposite. But like, they all do. I mean, yeah, this, well, they all pick favorites. The college guys, the time, yeah, they right? never pick an upset ever. They like, always well, think, well, yeah. yeah, right. You know, I got to take this. Like the whole time, I'm just like, and the thing is, these numbers, it's not like they're. 12-point favorites. Like, look at the numbers last night. Um, Nevada was, what, one and a half. Um, Kentucky was, what, five and a half? Five? Like, see, these these are not, like, it's not like it's minus 13 or whatever. So, I'm, I don't know, Gabe. The one game that's really, I'm starting, oh, I just, I, I want to take dogs so bad. I, I just have a bad feeling Syracuse gets absolutely manhandled tonight. Like, it come, it, it ends. But I'm playing the know, money line parlay. I'm going to do it. I think I really want to take, I, I like to take all dogs. You know my style, but. West Virginia against Villanova, I think, is a bad matchup. So I'm probably going to stay stay with Villanova. Clemson, I think, is may, might be a live pooch against Kansas. I don't want to lay 11.5 with Duke, but I don't want to take Syracuse. And we really need Purdue. I'm a little bit scared about that game. I don't know how you feel. That's, uh, plus that's one, a tight one. Plus 134. Is that parlay? Yeah. Not bad. Plus 134. Kansas to win. Villanova to win. Duke to win. I like two. No out of point th- spreads. As Meatloaf said, I like the two out of three for sure, but not. Uh, You're I'm, not sure I'm about Clemson, about, Kansas. Yes, that's the game that scares me. I know, like Duke. Villanova's no lock, really, either. 
No, West Virginia's a good team. They've been playing really good. Like they're they're dangerous. Like, but the problem is, Villanova's fast. They'll give them all they can handle. So what what is the parlay uh, lay with just Villanova and Duke? Probably what minus three hundred. No, this minus two. My guess, change. Villanova and Duke will be um, two and change. No, I'm going to say it'll be minus one. 80? Minus one fifty eight. Okay, I'm going to say. 171. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that too. 158's not 171. 171. It's not bad. It's actually not bad when you really think about it. You don't have to deal with backdoor covers, BS yeah, nonsense. You see, you instead know? of minus 171, I like that plus 134. Adding Kansas, Ooh, it's a 64, uh, 65 uh, cent swing. It is. It is Gabe. You're, it, you're, 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 you're a grown man. You got to do your thing. I'm starting to. I'm, I'm uh, just worried about that game. I'm starting to like the plus money aspects of things a lot more and uh, more in I, my older age. I want you to be that man because you know what, guys who play like these that. These games are all they're all toss ups, anyways. These games. So if I'm going to risk it, I might as well risk it for a plus money play, right? I told you, a wise man told me the same thing, man. It's just about dogs. You said it over time, right? So you get ten cents on the bet. You do it over time and time and time again. What do bookies the math fear? Doesn't add up. The math doesn't add up. And what do bookies fear? Parlay guys. Know what? You can't hedge parlays. You start clipping them. You start getting hot. You start playing with house money. Ding, 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 ding. That wise Chinese guy who taught me how to play blackjack told me the same damn thing. Always look for plus money. I should stick to it. I, I do better when I bet dogs anyway. It's Baseball season coming up. Oh, it's, a, it's a good. Dog uh, days. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Yeah, but not crazy dogs. No, but you, you're not doing time. it just for yeah, the sake of exactly. it. Exactly. But, but the plus yeah. 120s, you just yeah. can't be scared. Basically, pick who you think is going to win the game. Yep. Right, and you know, pick who you think is going to win the game. Bad teams win over sixty games. It's like that's baseball, man. You know, look, and Merrill, Merrill was right, but in a sense that look, last night a bunch of underdogs win, five point underdogs win. Does it have any correlation on the matchup tonight? No, no. But not. at the same point in time, the entire tournament has had this theme. I know. So does it suddenly change? And another thing is, I think it does have an impact actually, because basically. Clemson are five-point underdogs. Clemson's coach can say to the kids, Kansas State guys last night were five-point underdogs, right? They did it. Like, they watch this stuff. So they start to buy in and believe as well, seeing other teams uh, be successful, specifically a Syracuse, a Clemson. You know, everyone talks like, uh, you know, the so-called experts like, we know exactly what's going to freaking happen. Nobody knows. Like, you think right now the kids on Syracuse think they have no chance against Duke? No, they believe it. They think they can win outright, obviously. They're thinking that they have – it's a 50-50 guy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, they think they're going to win. I but I'm do. saying, yeah, they don't – they're not going in there thinking, oh, you know what, we lost by 16 earlier in the year, and they only went two for 18 from three-point land. No, what I can, they don't give a crap about that. No, they're thinking, I, you know what, they're going to throw the ball up in the air. And we're going to play basketball for 40 minutes, and we're not intimidated by anyone on that team. I can tell you, if me and you were on Syracuse, what I'd be saying, we're 11 and a half point dogs, and we're getting no respect from these jerk-offs from Cameron. You know what I mean? It's like boom, boom, boom. Well, the you, old use days, that, you use that spread to fire it up, man. I, I, the, the, it's us versus the world right now. They're huge underdogs in this game. Yeah, You know, in the old days, actually, you know, they never talked about point spreads. The announcers yeah, didn't bring it up much. Coaches wouldn't. Players wouldn't. Now we're in a new era where they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. For sure. They know. Like, I remember Alabama's football team was the first thing that they noticed. They're like, man, we're two-point underdogs. Like, they, they noticed and it stuck with them. <laughs> yes. And you're exactly right. Like, the team captains told the guys during practice, 
you know, the so-called experts don't even think that we're favored. You know, we should win this game. And athletes love that. Yep. It's great bulletin board athletes material. Athletes love that yeah, they stuff. they soak it up. You figure that it wouldn't matter what, what the hell, who cares what nope. anybody's saying. But they like to know these people are doubting us. But, you know, then, then a lot of these people, they take it too far. Nobody believed in us. It's like, dude. You know, people did, but yeah, you know, you were two to one season favorites <laughs> to win before the year started. Like, back off on the under, on the under. Uh, yeah. Like Mike, uh, Coach K will bust that crap out. Like Duke will go to the Final Four. Been a tough year. Nobody believed in us. And it's like, <laughs> shut up, dude. You're favorite to win the stupid tournament. I know exactly. Yeah, you know, like no one believed in you. I know. Like that's why Vegas made you the stupid favorites right now. I don't think they should be the favorites. No. I think no. Duke's going to win this game, and then they're going to lose to Kansas, I believe. I think Kansas is going to beat them. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I got a weird feeling about Clemson tonight. I can't shake it. I don't know if, what it is. Is it the breeze from the window? I, 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 I I'm telling you, Gabe. Like, <laughs> is it I, the breeze I, from the window? <laughs> I got I, Kansas. It's just, man. I, I just I, we got to look at the numbers and what people are playing and stuff because some of those dogs yesterday. They, did anybody did anybody think Kansas like I took Kansas State just because I believed that Kentucky was still young with those players and that's what happens with young teams. It doesn't matter how talented you are. And Calipari for a good coach at the end of that game that was really mismanaged, dude. Take a timeout, figure it out. You got young kids there. Like what are you doing? Like you get paid the big bucks to make young kids understand, not panic, and run your systems. That's that's what I don't understand. You're making way more money. Like Illinois, Chicago's coach, these other coaches, you're supposed to be the cream of the crop. These are blue chip prospects that are going to the NBA. You should be better, Gabe. Bad, bad, bad. Overrated job. And you know what? Good on Kansas State. He was 6-0 and in Sweet 16 play. Yeah, well, he also has, when you look at the talent and the guys who go to the NBA, he should be 6-0 and in NCAA play. That's that's what he should do. With the talent that they have in the team being young or whatever, those guys go to the NBA. A lot of these kids on the other teams, they don't. See, so. Do you love watching your fantasy player score winning touchdown, Kim? Uh, damn right I do. Now imagine you uh, got to uh, call that touchdown play. Amazing. The Fan Control Football League is putting play calling in the hands of the fans with real professional football players running the action. From drafting rosters to voting on trades, the FCFL Fan is one part coach, one part GM, and one part owner. This is all done through the fan token. Fans uh, earn fan tokens each time their votes yield a successful outcome. The more fan tokens uh, a fan earns, the greater the power attributed to their future votes. Visit fcfl.io to learn how you can take control. And, of course, um, it leads you to getting a cut of the $1 million championship purse sounds amazing and tony uh shrimp Sincata says hey he's working on the cheerleading aspect yeah, he wants too. to control the cheerleaders yeah, and i think tony should have that right to control the cheerleaders except i don't know how much control they're willing to give him like does that how mean much, control much, you're going to choose who the cheerleaders are going to be or you want much. full control over them i is think that he, i think he wants full control over them yeah is that <laughs> like that's the two there's two different things there yeah. Sincata, right <laughs> exactly exactly so at this time next week, baseball season will have started. Oh, it starts on awesome. Thursday. It's good. No, it's going to be fun to do the the DFS baseball, man. That's some. It's going to be wild. And you know, Steam should be a grind. Oh, it's going to be a grind. But you know what, though, he's good. He's real good. Going to come up with some good stuff. I love. I, no, I'm actually baseball really DFS baseball. and baseball betting as a whole. Baseball, um, it's like a it's like a Mexican soap opera. 
If you miss a couple episodes, you're, you're in a lot in of trouble. big trouble. A lot of stuff happens. <laughs> like, baseball is not the type of sport. It's difficult to do. You can do it in the NBA. Look, look, look now. Look, everyone's betting college basketball, yeah. and I didn't really pay much attention to the NBA last night, although I'm pissed I didn't take the Pelicans yeah. and the Lakers over the number. Yep. But uh, everyone's a college basketball. But, you know, you jump back into the NBA. You can just sort of look, all right, what happened in our last game that I missed? And, you know, you can figure it out. Baseball is completely different. you got to be on top of it. You can't that. just look at the score and say, all right, look, they played in the last two games. They've won this. They did that. These guys are playing. I don't know. How much of the bullpen was used? Yeah, bullpen matchups, lefties versus righties. Oh, yeah. they are so, like, get out your calculator. Yeah, it's like going to calculus class. There's so many variables on a daily basis. Like, it really, like, what happened in one day really sort of rolls over to the next day. Who's hot? Who's cold? Who's streaky? You know, that's... Because baseball is like gambling, we say it all the time. There's you know the old cliche that the worst team's going to win sixty you know sixty two plus games yeah. at least. But I swear, Cam, like you see it every year, the worst teams have like seven and eight game win streaks. It'll happen. Like even a team that wins sixty five games out of time will win six in a row, and they'll lose nine in a row. And to me, that's the whole key to identifying the teams that are in the free fall. It's a very streaky sport, baseball. I know it is. So if a team is, you know, if they've won three, four in a row, just keep riding it. And if a team is cold, that's my big, we'll, we'll talk about the advice. And I've lost money doing this in the old days when I was young and dumb. And I'm still, oh, I'm old and dumb now, but I'm a little smarter. But baseball is the worst sport. Don't do it where you're like, a good example would be the Yankees this year. They're going to yep. be big favorites, and it's going to happen. There's going to be some guy, man, in the Bronx that's going to say, you know what? I'm betting 500 on the Yankees in the in the opening game of the year. And they're and, they're loaded. Well, did I they're going to be like minus 190. Did I, did I, yeah. Next thing you know, you're down you're down 840 bucks to your bookie. Well, then he's going to say, man, there's no way they lose the second game. Boom, they lose the second game. No, there's no way they get swept. Boom, they could. Don't chase in baseball. You can in basketball. There is a zigzag theory that yeah, listen, this team's back home now. They've lost two in a row. They're going to get back on track. Baseball. Don't say, oh, man, there's no way that the St. Louis Cardinals can't beat the Marlins on Sunday. They can't. Yeah, I know. Like, they can't lose. And a friend of ours, a colleague of ours, we'll call him Psycho Mike, when I used to work with him 15 years ago, he's like, yeah, I need money right now. I need a quick, like, $10,000. I'm just betting the Yankees against, back then, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Eh, Devil Rays win yeah. first game at plus 220. Then he he's doubles like, up. Oh, yeah. I got I to put, so I'm down 10. Okay, I got to come back to the Yankees there. Eh, Devil Rays won at plus 270. Boom. Plus, exactly. This guy was, it's the quickest way to lose 30 grand. Like, and he's playing big units. Like, it is a, you can't. Do that, man. You will go on tilt. You will lose your bankroll. That's the thing. Baseball takes discipline, too. It's tough, though, man. It's, I know it's a dude a who grind. chased the Chicago White Sox once for like a week and a half. Oh, just a nightmare. In the old days when they were good and um, with Ozzie Gee when they won the World Series in that era. And, yeah, same thing. Like, he bet like 500 a game. Yep. It was like a weekend series. The White Sox got swept. Yep. And he was down like two dimes. And then it was like, yeah, but no, look, now they're on the road. And, like, it's against, you know, they were terrible at the time. It was against Kansas City. And, no, they'll get on track. (laughs) No, they they lost, like, another two in a row. (laughs) Like, they lost, like, six or seven in a row. It's a nightmare. Yeah, you can get in a lot of trouble. Like, other, because basically, you know, where you're going, you know, unless you're the Cleveland Browns, you're not losing six NFL games in a row. Most NBA teams, even the Sacramento Kings. They'll find a way at home. They win one in every four games. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. win 25 out of the 80 games, right? They win one out of the four. 
Baseball's different. No. You can really lose 11 in a row. You can win yeah. seven in a row. Two Look wins. at the Dodgers yeah. last year. I know. They couldn't lose. In the first half of the season, the Dodgers set all-time freaking records, man. You know what? I think they were like 49 and 6 at one point or something stupid, whatever the hell it was. They set all-time records. And then in, 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 in August, they were money burners. I think they went 3 and 4 yeah. and 26 yeah. or whatever. At, like. at minus what? Minus 200, in minus fact, 240, minus fact, 300. Yeah, it was the first time. I'm making my point now, actually, and I wasn't even thinking about the Dodgers. Last year, the Dodgers were the first team in Major League Baseball history to have a 15-game winning streak and a 15-game losing streak in the same season. Unbelievable. Welcome to baseball, buddy. <laughs> Remember That's when we were doing the stock watch? Yeah. The Dodgers oh, yeah. were giving it all back. I know. They were like plus 48 units and stuff, and, and then, then suddenly <laughs> it was like, ooh, they're only got, plus 12 units. It got now. down quick. Yeah, baseball's going to be a lot of fun. Stick to, you know, small favorites and dogs, and uh, don't panic. Don't chase. we got NBA basketball. we got some NASCAR DFS talk later with Sincata, some NBA DFS talk. We'll get to some bets uh, with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We'll take a look at uh, tonight's card, NBA. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Hey guys, Cam was off. Rambo was eliminated. Only a half point coming into today. Kiradash after Barnrod had uh, two points coming into today. Jezrini was the only guy to uh, win a chance to win the group. That's, no, that's what I meant to say with the with the push though. If Rom wins and the other guys push, then Rom was out. No, but after, no, but after Barnrat wins. If the two guys are 1-1-1, one, 1-1-1, one, and one, 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 they play each other, and then the other guy, Bradley, would come. Do you understand what I'm saying? If Rom was 1-1-1, one, one, and one, he ties the guy at 1-1-1, one, one, and one, they have a playoff to get to, to Do you understand what I'm saying? There is no second place. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's not that's for the other time. Okay, no, sorry. You're right. I, oh, I apologize. That was just absolutely correct. There was no mathematical chance. Cam's having a hard time understanding the bracket system here, Tony. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, Tony. Tony. We, only do, we only do it once a year, so don't worry about it, Cam. I mean, what the hell? I was thinking two guys advance for some reason. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, well, you, you played a lot of T-ball as a kid, I guess. <laughs> Everybody yeah, wins. No, 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 but there was a chance that there could have been a playoff yeah. to advance, but, yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't work Paul out. Paul Casey didn't work out in a playoff today. He lost. Craig Martin says to uh, Cam, tell Cam, don't bet on Patrick Reed. He's playing horrible. Can't hit a fairway. What are you talking about? Don't bet on Patrick Reed. He's 2-0 in his group, and he's leading Jordan Spieth right now. Is he not, Tony? Yeah, he's 3-0 if he wins this. If he wins this, he's three and zero. Like yeah. it's, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to win the tournament, but he's twelve to one. Like I mean, yeah, I mean right. that guy's going on a limb. There's sixty three like, golfers. Who do you think is going to win? Then come on, man. No, I took Patrick Reed Stooch. at forty to one. Stooch no, but uh, Kiradash after Barnrod has won two tournaments on the Euro Tour, True. and both were yeah. match play events. Stooch is absolutely correct. Might be worth a sprinkle. Good call, hey, Stooch. He ate everybody else. 
He's big, man. He's big. Oh, dude, dude, he's like Jabba the Hutt out there. Marenzi said it. He's just got that big, and he's just massive. The clubs look so stupid in his hands. <laughs> they look small, Tony. Very yeah. small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, like, a, they're like toothpicks. Like, yeah. like yeah, he's got huge mitts. He's how how much does he weigh? You think he's got because he's not that. I don't know how tall he is, but he's got to be. I don't know. What do you think, Gabe? Three, three inch, like three, three twenty. I'm thinking about three twenty five. Yeah, like he's he's ask Tony. Tony, he's huge. He plays I'm, into the he plays into the hands of people though that say that golfers aren't athletes, Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a race, a race car drivers, athletes. Yes. Yo, big time. You got have a heart attack in that small the space. The endurance plus. Think about it. You can't take a leak for like five hours. That's like athletic yeah. in its own right. So it's endurance, small spaces. Then Chris they, Angel they, could they, be one. They, they don't have the pens. No, they're taking. Leaks. <laughs> of course they are. They got they got undergarments with the they're, they're soluble solutions. Yeah, yeah. They have like, like, a, like yeah, adult pampers. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the pretty part of NASCAR. No. They don't like talking about no, that. No, guys, guys, yeah. guys, go. They have. Yeah, to no have one's it. holding it in. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> crazy? You say you had a bad meal before a long race too. You get some bad <laughs> seafood. That's a problem. You know what's Tony, crazy? I believe, like Tony, Tony, you're, you've got you got unsettled stomach right now, Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I got to poop, but it won't come out. Like you ever have that sitting right on the edge? Yeah, too much cheese. That's why I had some cheese today too. <laughs> I went Mexican. You ever go Mexican? I always. I, I, I'm a big I, I like fan. to take a tour around the world, Tony. <laughs> Love it all. Um, so uh, there big news uh, yesterday. Well, every day there's something going on in the Trump world, but uh, of course, yes. Um, Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, Crazy Joe. Uh, Joe Biden said that uh, if he was in the same high school with Donald Trump, he would have taken him out back and beaten the hell out of him. <laughs> Donald Trump responded with a tweet. Crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak, both mentally and physically. And yet he, thre yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard. Crying all the way. Don't threaten people, Joe. So, Joey Odessa, our, uh, our buddy Oddsmaker, um, a world-renowned Oddsmaker, has made odds. And uh, he's made Trump a favorite. But Joey Odessa loves Trump. So he's a little biased. I'm going to be this. honest with you. If you made Trump a favorite against Biden, I'd put a lot of money on Biden. Biden, the thing he about made, Trump is, he made Trump a minus slow. 180 favorite. Oh, God. One plus 160 for Biden? All well, this day is, long. This is the reasoning. It's a lot. It's Donald Trump is 6'3". Yeah. He's about uh, 250, 260 pounds. Yeah, he's a big man. If that, he's probably about three. He's pretty fat. Yeah, yeah. he's a big, big boy. So, like, his jacket hides it in. He wears, yeah. like, a cummerbund and stuff yeah, like that. He's think. Mr. Big and Tall. I get it. Yeah. Biden Biden comes in at about 180, 190. Quicker. Biden's four years older, too. Biden's 74. I have a feeling it's Trump's all... 71. The thing about Trump is, though, I think it's about speed. I got a feeling that Biden would just get more shots in there and uh, after a while... Wear no. Kim, you got to think realistically. How many shots is a 74-year-old going to fire? He'll get more shots. And if he throws two shots and survives without having a heart attack, that's good. Hey, listen, Sinkata. How many fights do you think Donald Trump has been in in his yeah, life? Exactly. Uh, exactly. How many has Joe Biden been in? More than Trump. And I'll tell you another thing. Trump's diet, he, he wolfs down more fat cases. <laughs> he loves fast food on the plane. Runs. What are you talking about? Trust me, this guy eats He's like had a lot of aerobic shape. activity with a lot of women. He's... <laughs> Man, he really has knocked a lot of yes. chicks, yeah? yeah? Did they say he had great endurance? I don't hear anything about that. I haven't heard any complaints. 
So what do you say, Tony? So you're laying the price with Trump. Oh, yeah. If Trump is oh, yeah. Because Biden's going to hit him twice, and, and like, it's going to shrump. It's going to – Trump's going to get a little shocked by it at first, and then he's going to, like, just, you know, use his weight on him and get on top of him, and then it's over. That's the thing. You can fall on top of I will say this for Trump. He'll fight dirty, too. Like, like foreign objects, no. sand, rock. I was going to say uh, Biden would fight dirtier. He's a yeah. Democrat. There's <laughs> easier. Like, you know, I've, I've always said that. Like, Republicans will screw you, but yeah. they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. We okay. don't like you. You know, we like the KKK. <laughs> we, we, we want to we build a wall. Yeah. Like, they don't hide it. Yeah, we don't like Mexicans. Democrats we want to build a wall. but yeah. liars. Liars. Yeah, Democrats will say, no, no, I like you. Like you. And then, yeah. then, they'll, then they'll, they'll stab you from yeah, behind. they'll rob you. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, Biden, Biden will have, like, a hidden wrench and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> How many tough guys have you met from Delaware? Where Cam? Uh, none, uh, yeah. other than Rich Rich Gannon. Oh yeah, yeah. Rich, yeah. But he went to school. Like, I'm not saying he's born in Delaware. He was the Joe, quarterback of the Joe Flacco. Yeah, Fla- yeah, Flacco. Not Flacco so tough. Went to Delaware. Good call, Morenci. Good call. I don't, he's not he's so not, tough. He doesn't throw the ball eight yards down the field anymore. Oh, I know. There's nobody tough from Delaware. You made a good point, Tony. Nobody's tougher than Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Conrad with us. <laughs> Who else is from Delaware? I'm trying to. I just Google right. Delaware. The, the, the blue Delaware hands. tough guys. Delaware tough guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Famous Delaware tough guys. Yeah, yeah. There's a tough luck tattoo where there's a bunch of tough guys in Delaware. <laughs> All right. So yeah, these are the most famous. Oh, Dallas people. Green. He was a tough guy. He was from Delaware. The manager. huh? Yeah, he died at 82. He, he Valerie. Valerie Bertinelli, oh, good, good, good pastry. She's a good pastry chef. One day at a time. Yeah, she's uh, she's into the cooking game now. Yeah, she's, she's cooking. God, look at these she, people. She looks a little like Rachel Ray. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. That's uh, Rachel Ray's husband was a swinger. Does that mean she's a swinger? I hope so. I'm a fan. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. She's cute. She's from. Uh, she's from. Uh, she's got nice, 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 nice eyes. Very, <laughs> very, very big. Yeah, she was on that show. Uh, I don't know what's that show. Community. Or yeah, come, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah, one of those shows. So who's this chick? Terry Polo. Terry Polo. Marco Polo. Don't know this guy. Ryan Phillip. Phillip. Yeah, this Delaware really blows. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chick. Ella Ella Del 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 Best female basketball yeah. player. Judge Reinhold. Oh, the hey, line the shields. There we go. The line the shields. Hey, the line Joe yeah. Biden. Yeah. How the hell is Joe Biden the seventh most famous person <laughs> from Delaware behind these other sticks? <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> you can say what you want. That's disrespect. Come on. I know. Seriously. He's number seven. Chuck Wicks. Never heard of Chuck Wicks. Valerie Burton. Oh, yeah. Told you. We love her. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt. Ooh, Goldie. Sean Patrick Thomas. Thomas. Never heard of him. Ooh. Ooh. We, we found the toughest guy from Delaware, Tony. Uh, Vince Vaughn. No, 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 no. One bourbon, one scotch, one Oh, you are so good, man. <laughs> good call, Tony. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I ain't seen my baby right, since the day before last. I got to be honest with George Thurgood. I like drinking alone, too. You know, you do? those things I think you're a loser. No, I enjoy it. It's my time. George like, Thorogood <laughs> Thorogo is basically like uh, you can like you can't not like this guy. 
No, like not one person can go. Yeah, F George. Yeah, exactly. He's a big fraud. He's just a rock and roll guy. He's a big Like great guitar. George Thorogood. Yeah. See, Cam, I think you can drink alone in a bar. Like, go by yourself and just sit there and yeah. watch people. But you can't drink alone on the couch watching uh, um, American Gladiators because then that, that leads to issues. Why can't I, though? Uh, you know, I, I go to the bar and do it, and I do it at home. Like, you know, Gabe, you like that drink alone every once in a while You when you're doing your po- shows with the wine? It's not good if I drink alone. I get depressed. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I like it. What do you yeah, think no, happened I, to Zay Jones? Well, he drank alone. Yeah, and then he ended up <laughs> naked trying to throw himself <laughs> through a window. <laughs> oh, I guess it was synthetic. Synthetic, uh, what do they call it? K1? Yeah, that stuff's crazy, right? Is it, was it, K- is it ketamine? It's like synthetic weed, but oh, yeah. marijuana. It's not marijuana. No, Chandler God, no. Jones. Ch- Chandler Jones did the same thing with that, too. He, uh, he had yeah, a little hospital. They have all this money. And just, how about you just do old-fashioned cocaine? Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, go grab some butt and some so, coke. Yeah, Zay Jones, of course. Yeah, he took all his clothes off, tried yeah. to jump off a 30-floor uh, balcony. <laughs> I said this, Tony, and I hate to admit I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, but yeah. I liked yeah. him a lot coming out of East Carolina. Yeah. Except, you know, the warning signs were, were there. When a kid is wearing an O.J. Simpson car chase T-shirt on draft day, <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Like, like I, like I tweet. I'm like, wow, guys. And I tweeted a picture. I'm like, we can't say we weren't warned. Like, at, at the time, I'm like, oh, this guy's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. the guy's wearing an O.J. Simpson car chase T-shirt on draft day. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Not the look we're looking for here in Buffalo. The the charges were dropped though. No charges. Really? I know. Oh, I thought it was only the vandalism charge was dropped. He, no, he paid. Well, that's all he did. He didn't do anything. I mean, he got into an argument with his brother in the hallway. He's got to pay for the. Uh, he's got to pay for the window he smashed. You know. I think he tried to litter though by throwing himself thirty feet, thirty floors down. Settle down, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You could have come up with at least a drop pass joke or something. <laughs> I went with littering. You have any Chris Henry jokes, too? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I, I got a whole hour to go. Any sister Jean? Oh, you know what? Some jackass today on Facebook, right, was like, <laughs> enough with the sister Jean in this stuff. I'm right. So I wrote on I wrote, I just. I don't even know the guy. I wrote on his Facebook page. It must be a good day in the world when all you have to do is complain about a nun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, Tony, we came up with a uh, we 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 discovered the truth last night about Sister Jean too. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? She's a crisis actor. She doesn't even work at the school. <laughs> this guy's the best. She's a she's, crisis she's actor. She's a crisis actor. She's never been to the school. She's never even been there, all right? And you're going to see, they're going to make it to the final four, and then she can do an interview with 60 Minutes where she pushes for gun control. <laughs> that's you, the, that's she, the Sister Jean story. She's shop, man. She knew every player's name. <laughs> I was like, wow. So she, hey, Mar- you no, think no, she took no, all the sister, amendments? No, no, Tony, Tony, Tony. Dude, I remember say she, she didn't even pick her own team. She's filling out other yeah, teams. No, she yeah, she didn't have them in the bracket. But I know, I, I know. I swear, Tony, same thing. 
I was in Vegas, and I didn't, I, you know, I saw, I kept seeing her, but the sound was down in the casino for their games. So I never heard Sister Jean talk until the other night. Dude, yeah. she sounds she sounds like she's thirty eight. Yeah, she, 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 she was like rattling off all the names. It was yeah, amazing. It's crazy. I think it's a wig. <laughs> I think it's a wig. It's a wig. <laughs> you know who it is, actually? Helen it's, Hunt. We haven't seen her in a while. No, it's Vicky Lawrence, Mama's house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, Vicky boy. Lawrence. <laughs> Last night, the same thing. I said this to someone, and they were like, Marenzi, I don't think it's funny. You're making jokes about a guy. He's like, I know, I know you're upset you had money on Nevada, yeah. but you should have oh, trashed Sister Jean. Hey, me saying she's a crisis actor. I'm not trashing her. God bless no. her. That's a giving her like a Like I said, I think it might be Vicky Lawrence from Mama's House. <laughs> Who is the throw mom? I love it. Mama's house. Oh, Mama's house is great. Mama's house. <laughs> all right, I got to stop looking they, at Aubrey Plaza. Same, She's they pretty hot. The same stooges in all those skits. What are my chances of sleeping with Aubrey Plaza? A lot better than uh, Shakira. Shakira. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, you know what? In Costa Rica, I think you can run into somebody who looks kind of like that and say, you know what? It's party time. I just hit a six-game parlay. Back <laughs> to my place. You know what's crazy? I think she's a big hipster, though. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's not good for you. I think What's every that? male, every male over 40, masturbated to a Farrah Fawcett poster. Why not? I yeah. stole. I stole a Farrah Fawcett button. <laughs> <laughs> you know this? The button. In the 70s, the buttons. I stole a button. My grandmother found it made me return it. Oh, boy. 